So I had to remind myself that I was supposed to do a episode nine about the Dallas Cowboys and my team. That's, you know, that's my overall team outside of my two college teams. And I was going to do a, you know, no, I guess I was going to do an episode and I was like, I'm about to get ready to start doing this college football, you know, start up, get it ready for the season and stuff like that. Right. Then I forgot about I was supposed to do episode nine about the Cowboys. So, ladies and gentlemen, people of football, community, ladies and gentlemen, here is my look outlook of my Dallas Cowboys team going into the 2023 NFL football season. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the First and Gold Podcast. I'm your host, First and Gold. This is Season 5, Episode 9. And this is strictly, strictly a Cowboys episode right here. And it's going to be other Cowboys episodes. But this is strictly, really strictly Cowboy episode. Alright, for I, I usually try to remember to say this before every episode. Uh, follow follow the podcast on Spotify. Um, look up first and go. Um, I have changed the picture. It was the picture of Dak and Parsons and Lawrence and CD. I changed it to my picture of myself with the Cowboys. Uh, D cap, um, fitted cap. So. If you when you, uh, when you see the first to go podcast, that will be me with my Cowboys hat on. Now, with that being said, please follow the uh, follow the uh, podcast, uh, share the podcast, send it to other Cowboy fans, send to family members and friends. Also, drop a comment. Let 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 me know what you think let me know what you want me to talk more about and hey drop even a, a suggestion of what you know not just what you want me to talk about just drop a suggestion let let a brother know what what's on your mind and what do you think of you know what i'll be talking about on the episodes and stuff like that so with that being due also disclaimer this this podcast is explicit language will be allowed <laughs> so if you got kids uh be fair warned this is a disclaimer hey there will be strong language at times during the podcast episode so if you don't want them to hear i advise you put your earbuds in if you at work i advise you to put your earbuds in with that being said y'all been fair warned like always let's get into the episode all right so I don't know to tell you. <laughs> the end of the 2022 2023 season, you know, we was in the playoffs. We won 12, we won 12 games again. Went 12 and 5 for the last two years. Uh, that's 24 wins, 10 losses. Um, but I know a lot of people, you know, I know a lot of people going to see is 24 and 10, which is still a good record. Still a good record in the last two years. Um, Considering what happened in 2020, where we didn't have Dak, uh, Dak, you know, uh, broke his ankle, you know, and, and everything else. So we didn't have Dak. Uh, we didn't have. Uh, <laughs> it was a lot of turmoil going in the 2020 season. 
21-22 been excellent seasons. Um, nobody expected us to win 12 games last season. To be honest with you, everybody thought we were going to miss the playoffs, but we ended up winning 12 games last season. Uh, with that being said, there's some fan, there's some NFL fandoms uh, out there that believe that we're the most annoying fan base in football. But for and I'm gonna say this again, once again, and continuously again. If y'all swear, <laughs> hey, y'all swear we're the most annoying fan base. In football, y'all give us the most attention to be, you know, to consider as the most annoying. Here's the thing about it. y'all give out the, the attention that y'all want to see. Like we're the most, we're the most profitable. We're the most, uh, what I say, profitable. We're the most, uh, we we got. We might not have the number one selling jersey right now, which is Jalen Hurts right now. But, but the thing about it is, we're the most profitable. We're the most, we're the highest selling team in NFL right now, going ten plus years. I don't know how Jerry been doing this for the last ten years, the last ten plus years, but he's been doing this for the last ten plus years. And I know people gonna think, well, Dallas haven't won championship, haven't won in the championship in nearly thirty years, and it's been twenty going going on twenty eight years. And the thing, and I understand the process of how you're America's team, and you have not won a world championship in twenty eight years. And I get it, I get it from that standpoint. I get it from. What the hell's Jerry Jones be doing? They sell his soul to the devil at the wrong time and all this other stuff. I get it. I completely get all everybody's crazy opinions, crazy notions, and everything else. But as a Dallas Cowboy fan, I also understand this. I see it from a different standpoint than a lot of folks is. They think, oh, it's the Cowboys. We that, that's all we do. Whoop and holler, da 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 da. Not every Cowboy fan is created equal. It just ain't. And hate to tell you, it's just, honest guy's truth. I, I have seen other podcasts that other Dallas Cowboy podcasts. Um, I'm actually subscribed to three other pod, Dallas Cowboys podcasts. Uh, right now they ain't really talking about nothing right now, but we'll get to the reason why they ain't talking about nothing right now. But, but the right, but it, but in essence, to, to in the totality of it, uh, everybody talks different. Everybody comes at each situation of each year at the end, at the beginning, in the middle of each other seasons that we have endured for the last twenty eight years. And I'm telling you from a standpoint as a person that has been a Dallas Cowboy fan since he was, <sighs> since I was four years old, since the since that first Super Bowl win in the nineties, and we got five. We won two in the in the seventies. Um, we've been to eight total. 
We won five. We got a better record than than LeBron James, but that's our point. But uh, <laughs> I had to throw that out. I had to, I had to, I had to, I had to jug that that uh uh I had to, I had to put, I had I had to throw that shade. I had to for the for the LeBron fans out there. But um, but with that being said, though, seriously, going into the twenty twenty two going <clears throat> excuse me going into the twenty three season which will be the 23-24 season for the NFL. Do I believe this is a Super Bowl contending team? By default, yes. By default. And the reason why I say by default is because the NFC is just not strong. You have three teams. Potentially four because of the history what the Minnesota Vikings have done the last three years and they've been in the conversation of in the playoffs and you know stuff like that just consistently you really look at it is on the been it's been four teams that has outside of green bay outside of green bay there's been potentially the four it's been four teams that has just been more just been more consistent than mo- most teams and that is Dallas, Minnesota, San Francisco and Philadelphia and even you can even say even in the last five to six years, you could throw uh, Philadelphia been to two Super Bowls in that span. But with that being said, though, Dallas has been relatively in the conversation, not just in the playoffs, but in conversations of being a contender for the Super Bowl coming out of the NFC. And I and, and I get folks always think Cowboys fans gonna say, "Oh, it's our year this year. It's gonna be our year this year. It's gonna be our th- that year." What, I'm gonna tell you this: What fan base don't want it to be that year? What fan base don't want it to be that year? I'm gonna tell you something. Nobody. I'm, I'm and this is you know I'm gonna come. I'm, I'm gonna go into a territory that a lot of folks kind of want to not want to go into TCU had no business being in the, in the national championship, but TCU said, why not us? That's what TCU said. Why not us? Let's go do this. They won one game. All right, cool. Won another game. All right, cool. Won a big game. All right, cool. We, we running. All right. Next thing you know, this team's eight and oh, and everybody now want to pay attention. That's what happens. And then not only they paid attention, yes, they did lose to the uh Big 12 they lost to the Big 12 cha- uh champ in uh Kansas State in that one of the most arguably one part of the top 5 games uh of the season. But T- but TCU also beat Michigan Honestly, they really beat Michigan like a drum. They but they just let them. They they you know they played with their food, but they also realized when they got to the national championship, they were just overmatched with Georgia. But it's okay because guess what? They was never supposed to be in the position that they were in. So no, they wasn't just happy to be there, but at the same time, win, lose, name drop, but win or lose. Hey, this was already already a great season, no matter what. They weren't even supposed to be in the, in the Big Twelve Championship. So, reason why I brought that up is this: 
just because a, a fan base says, oh, it's our year, every single year, I know it was half, of, half of the Dallas Cowboy fan base say that shit every single year. But even the fact of that, you never know what will happen. NFL is expect to, you have to expect the unexpected. There are times certain teams are supposed to be where they at. But at the same time, things happen. Coaches get uh, get, get in a situation, get fired. Uh, we have seen players get arrested in the middle of the season. Players have passed away in the middle of the season. We have seen players get injured to the point that death is, that just devastated the whole team in general. We have seen it all. And the, and as they, as they like to say for the last two years, the script has been either, the script is out or has been rewritten. Either way, the script is on its way. And to some people may not believe that, and some people do may believe there is a script in the NFL. Same way they feel like it is in the NBA. But but all due respect, though, Cowboy fans, this might not be our Super Bowl year. But I do believe in some in some totality. This could be the year that we actually make the NFC Championship game. Reason why I say this, and I believe in totality, this team is different. It's just we're just different. We got Dak back. We changed our offensive coordinators. I really don't think. Our new offensive coordinator is going to be the do the crazy play calling like uh, Killer Moore did. We uh, Mike McCarthy is going to be the main person that calls plays on offense. The defense is still attack. Actually, the defense got even stronger with the addition to um, Stephon Gilmore on the other side of. Trayvon Diggs, and you and you have to take to the count that yeah, Trayvon Diggs dry, went from eleven interceptions to four, but you got to understand teams quit throwing towards his way. They didn't need to throw it to his way because they knew the right or the right side of the offense was with the left, which is the left side of the defense. It's the weak it, that corner spot is weak, and then we put uh, insert a rookie every once in a while to play that position, they tried him, and then they realized this kid is a little bit better than we expected. And it was like, all right, we, we're going to try to try to go at this again. And it was like, do we really want to go at this again? <laughs> and then, so it's just like, this defense is going to be the stronghold of the Cowboys this year, uh, like it was last year. But definitely we are knowing that the defense is pretty much the all-to-be-all stronghold of, of the team. The offense is still going to be the offense outside of one person, and that is Zeke Elliott. We don't know he may, he might, he might He it's a good chance he might uh, reunite with the with the Cowboys, but it's unlikely. But 
I wouldn't don't don't say never and don't put it past that there's a shot that there's a shot that uh Zeke might come back to Dallas. Um right now the running back market is just not good right now. We even got three we got say right now we got Saquon uh uh Jacobs, Saquon Jacobs Davin Cook, all three of these running backs are not even signed yet. Well, we'll take that back. Davin, uh, Davin Cook is not signed to a team, but Saquon and and uh, and Jacobs are possibly going to be a holdout. Excuse me. They are possibly going to be a holdout. Especially with uh, Saquon. But with the Cowboys right now at running back, I don't believe that's a completely weak spot. With Pollard coming back, he's completely healthy. He's just gonna be he just gonna try to get in shape in time for the season. Um then we got we got Pollard, we got um Jones, the kid uh the uh the kid from uh Tampa Bay. We got him as a backup, and then also Deuce Vaughn, which is now considered they are now considering him the second running back, the actual the actual real backup running back to the uh, on the team. So we, we we got a three we got we got run if anything a running back by committee, and honestly I, I really believe that right now running back by committee is something that we probably just need to go with. We don't have to have a thousand yard rusher. But we just need our running backs to be not just it's not just serviceable, but more or less we need the running backs to be consistent enough to make a threat. And I think Deuce Vaughn and Tony Pollard, or I like to call Tony Tony Chopper Chopper, and I think Chop I think Tony and Deuce. It's enough, but I think they are somewhat similar to the same player to a certain degree. That's why I believe Jones is the Jones and even Davis. I think even Davis could be playing in a role in the regular season. I think we are going to go in at running. I don't think we need to go get a running back. I think we got enough. Unless an injury happens, then go get a hunt that's on the free agency. Uh, uh, Dalvin Cook, like I said, Dalvin Cook is still a free agent at the moment. Um, you know what I'm saying? Or even go get a running back from a team that, you know, you know what I'm saying? That don't get, don't get a star, but go get somebody's backup to be a, the plug, you know, plug and play type player. So running backs is, is not, um, not too much worried about, uh, Dak is, you know, long to me, the quarterback position, Dak is healthy and not. You know, injured. I think running back and quarterbacks is going to be fine. Uh, offensive line. Uh, it, 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 all the last couple of years, offensive line. Last two, three years, offensive line been really shaky. Uh, not shaky as a performance wise, except for a few players like Josh Ball. Please don't ever put him back on the field. But uh, I'm hoping he's just not even holding a roster spot for some uh, golf reason. But, uh, but. We gonna have you know some substitutes just not ready to play, but but necessarily I also believe that the 
the offensive line stays healthy. With you know, we have Terrence Steele, we have Zach Martin, we have Biotis, we got uh, Tyler Smith, and then we also got the 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 captain of the uh, offensive line, um, Tyron Smith, and. Regardless where you want it, some people, some of us believe that Tehran need to go to guard, possibly go to guard. That would solidify, but at the same time, if anything, Tehran don't want to play on the right side, so he's going to be back to the left side. There's a possibility, there's a possible way that we could really put Tyler Smith at the right side, but but honestly, I believe putting but right as of right now if this is the five we're gonna go with i really believe that i like terrence still at the right tackle where he will be backed up with uh an all pro and zach martin Biotis is a solid uh he is a solid center he ain't a great he ain't great but he ain't damn sure ain't terrible he's really a solid center and then uh we got Fresh off of his rookie year and Tyler Smith that actually performed really well. He just did, you know, he had a few penalties, but but that's something we knew coming in after drafting him. That could have we, we knew that was a gonna be a possibility. He's just gonna have to clean it up going into year two. And then of course, like I said, the big man anchor uh for the last twelve years, uh <laughs> Tyron Smith, he's back. Um, hopefully, we can have him at least for eleven games. I'm, I'm saying at least eleven. Like he's been averaging 11, 11, 12 games for the last few years as it is. So we could get him from a consecutively per se, you know, of games. Possibly, you know, have him a healthy scratch. Be like if it's a game that we believe that we can win, healthy scratch him. Um, let, let some like Tyler Smith go and put in somebody that we uh, got from the draft or we've been holding, you know, got somebody for the last couple of drafts in the office line, Get let them get some work. And, you know, I'm saying? There, there's ways we can, you know, get, you know, preserve uh, Tyron Smith and at least have him for the um, a play, possible deep playoff run. So the offensive line, I think, if long we are top heavy on offense line, but if we stay healthy for the majority of the year, give me thirteen games of healthy offensive line play. I think we'll be right where we were for the last two years with this offensive line. Um, what's going? On, like I said, with, with uh, the receivers, what's going on, on the receiver side? The receivers, um, it's you know we got an All Pro and uh, CD Lamb. We also got uh, his thing about it outside uh, outside of uh, CD Lamb. We have Jalen Tober, which is pretty much going to be wide receiver four. We gonna have um, uh, Michael Gallup wide receiver three, and then um, oh boy, we just picked up from Houston uh, Cooks, uh, Brandon Cooks. Uh, we're gonna have Brandon Cooks as the number two. Uh, I think this is a solid receiver core. Um, I I do. It, it, this will make it even better if Jalen Tober, if Jalen Tober have a breakout year, and I don't mean I don't mean he got to have a thousand yards, but be a very impactful, uh, like seriously impactful um, 
year where he don't have to have a thousand, but he will have a pack full where it's take some load off a of CD, but also you really got to pay attention. You got to put a solid nickel or a solid safety or dime corner on Jalen Tolbert. I think Tolbert, if Tolbert really, really grows and actually takes ownership of his craft and actually plays really well, say, I'm going to say a solid 700-yard year for Tolbert, Oh, I think 700 yards. And any we could have a couple receivers with 700 yards. Uh, Lamb could get about 1,300. Uh, uh, even um, even uh, 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 um, Gallup, sorry, y'all, but even Michael Gallup, with him coming off fresh off, being healthy off the ACL, but coming off that year of trying to be healthy, he is p completely healthy, trying to get back to uh, Michael Gallup or old to a certain degree. Michael Gallup, if you, if we could get Michael Gallup really going, I'm telling you right now, the receiver core is solid, we, and I think, we, I think we're going to stay attacked. So I'm not saying the receiver core is good enough to really match up with some of these other teams that, on defense, like – Philly and there like that's I, that I could pretty much say it's almost a push, almost a, almost a push to a certain degree. But um, but but the thing is, I think this offense is gonna be solid. They're gonna be balanced. I think the one thing if that controls and he has not been a turn turn complete turnover machine. Uh, over the years he has been with the Cowboys, he's been. He average, he's been average nine to ten interceptions a year, but last year was just anomaly. It was just one of those crazy years where it's just like, oh my god, he's just really, really just out here fucking up. <laughs> so necessarily, I believe that if that could clean up some of those turnovers, because a lot of those turnovers was really, really bad. I can understand if they're, you know, sometimes, sometimes you just you know, throw a bad ball or make a bad decision every once in a while. It happens. And every quarterback, no quarterback really finished the season with no interceptions. We have not seen that, not with a starter, per se. You know what I'm saying? Not with a starter, but uh, but if a starting quarterback just eliminate half of the mistakes, and if that could just eliminate half of the mistakes he play, it did last year, and turn turn those into some turnovers. I mean, excuse me, I mean, turn them turnovers into touchdowns. We we'll be fine, and I know some of y'all gonna laugh at that. Um, hey, I I, I know y'all gonna laugh at that. I ain't messed up about that, but it is what it is. All right. Tight ends. I'm not. Even, I don't want to discuss that. That's the weakest part. Point. That's the weakest part of our, of our team is tight ends. Uh, honestly. For the betterment of the last 10 years in the drafts, we have missed other tight ends that we could have gotten, but we didn't. So necessarily, hopefully we will get up. We will finally 
finally figure something out at tight end because the one thing I have noticed, even with the run that we had with Romo, Romo had a solidified tight end. Even with the 90s group, they had a solid tight end in Novacek. So you have to have some type of tight end to a certain degree. I know a lot of people don't think of tight ends as a key factor of a team, but I'm going to just put it this way. San Francisco, two teams, San Francisco and Kansas City. What's the two things that they got that they got really in common? They arguably got the two best tight ends in the game. Go get your tight end. Just saying. All right. I done dissected the offense. Um, I, now, I did say the defense is the biggest stronghold of the team. Uh, I could go into really deep of this, uh, of this defense, but let's be real. To me, uh, the, the weakest point of this defense is the linebacker position, and I really don't consider Parsons as a true linebacker. So he is more a of he's really a rush in tight end position. So he's really not a true linebacker. So the linebacker position to me is the weakest point point of this defense. Of course, the strong point of this defense is the D line. Um, D line, but possibly the two with us, but with us now acquiring Stefan Goodmore on the other side of Trayvon, we arguably we arguably could have possibly the two best, one of the best duos at corners in the game right now. I know there's an argument for other duos right now, but like. I'm not saying this is the number one duo, but right now this could be a solidified top five duo in corners with with Diggs and Gilmore. Uh, the safeties, I could say, is a little. It could be could have been in the conversation of the weakest point of the defense, but with Hooker and with Hooker and uh, uh um, what's that cat? Man, that was that was probably he was he was number six. For us, uh, they played strong safety. He both with him with the re-signing of him. I can't think of his name right now. The, my mind going blank. But with the re-signing of him and and keeping Hooker necessary for another year, we are the the, the the safety. I'm actually for the first time in a long time. I am. I'm probably probably even going as back as when we had Byron Jones and. We you know we had Byron Jones at safety, or even even you know further back of that where we had um, War Williams. Like at, I'm at to the point it's been over at least ten years that I've been comfortable enough to say I'm okay at safety. Um, it's not been too many times I could say that in my lifetime, but necessarily I'm okay at safety. I'm just I really wish we could go get us another linebacker. But then again, we got another kid. We got the kid from LSU and Cox. We also got um there's been rumor that we could have a reunion with Jalen Smith to come back to Dallas. And if Jalen Smith if that does happen, you got to understand this actually could be the defense that actually benefits Jalen Smith. And actually, Jalen Smith actually would love to play with Dan Quinn because you got to look at of his skill set because not only he can rush the passer, but he goes sideline to sideline with tackles, which 
solidify the run defense will put will put pressure where we have been lacking, which is the run defense. So now I understand that Jalen Smith is he's a little smaller um linebacker at 220, 225 at the boat. I think at the heaviest he ever been really is 230. But he ain't really been no heavier than 230. So he is a smaller linebacker. But when you got LVE and then you got him and then you got a, you could say a swing linebacker position for Parsons where he is a bigger version of Jalen, but a better rusher. You look at it as in a totality of the defense, the defense can really be very flexible to agree to it's just scary. Then on top of that, and then like I said, the Jalen Smith is a rumor more or less. But me, the strong pole is defensive line. The defensive line gonna have to get at it. We have to be one of the best defensive lines in, in the game. Pop, pop, if not number one, damn sure we need to be at number five in the, in the top five. Um, I believe it, uh, between Eagles. 49ers, uh, with the emergence, well, not an emergence, but the fact of the Jets resigned Quinn Williams, they will be in the, in the same conversation of best defensive line. The Titans has one of the best defensive line on a sorry ass team, but hey, you know, that's another day. That's another subject for another day, but, um, but necessarily Dallas has one of the best defensive lines in, in, in the game right now, and with, Lawrence Parsons with the rookie uh with the rookie coming in in Michigan. I ain't gonna put no pressure on him because necessarily I don't believe rookies being the all to be all to pretty much take another team over, but they could be a piece that will I believe this kid from Michigan that's a rookie playing D tackle for Dallas, I think he's gonna be a a very good piece where if he has five sacks and he ain't got to have a lot of he ain't got double digits. He can have five to seven sacks or have and have about fifteen pressures, quarterback pressures, but have a presence in the run stopping uh, run run stopping uh defense for this deep for the Dallas Cowboys defense. You got to re- realize what teams are we got to go through that's gonna be running the ball. Philly's gonna run the ball. That's two times. Washington Washington can run the ball. That's that's four. So that's four games right there. Uh, uh um, excuse me. The the Giants is supposed to be a team that we're supposed to worry about running the ball. But we ain't sure that Swarcon gonna be there for week one. So I'm not gonna put them quite there. They more the fringe category. But we got San Francisco. That's another team. Uh, we also got Seattle that can run the ball. That's another team. Um. We also gonna have who else go? Um, Miami gonna run the ball. Possibly New England gonna run the ball. Um, it's just the fact of the way this schedule is for Dallas is certain. You know, it 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 could bite us, but it also could be the one thing that will get us over the hump. So I believe with. All my heart, this is the stronghold of this defense. Is the D line. If we could get the pressures and and the sacks and and we could actually turn it on when it comes to run defense, 
I think Dallas Cowboys is a top five defense in the league. No, no, hands down, hands down. Um, now that's my totality of the whole team of my of the team when it comes to players. But coaches, here we go. Mike McCarthy, I brought it up earlier that Mike McCarthy is going to be uh, the play caller and all that. Mike McCarthy is going into his final year of his contract. He's basically coaching for a job right now. And a lot of people believe that he has to make the Super Bowl to keep his job, and I don't believe that. I believe if he could make the NFC Championship, I think he keeps his job. I don't think he has to make the Super Bowl. He has to convince Jerry we can get there. And the thing is, Mike McCarthy, I believe, is a very good coach. He is like he I ain't gonna sit there and say he's one of the greatest coaches or one, you know, one of the top tier coaches right now, but but to sit there and act like he's not a good coach is 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 crazy. Um I believe also that winning twelve games in a row, having your quarterback that you're supposed to have <laughs> Um, before you started in 2020, like you got to realize in 2020 he lost Dak. Uh, we were losing games in that year, but we, but at the same time we kind of got it together. Um, going into 21, 22 season, and so you got 21, 22 seasons where we won 12 games apiece. Uh, one of those years we won the division. Um. Uh, but both years we got put out by San Francisco in close battles, <laughs> in close battles where we honestly could have won those games, and and that to me is the biggest question mark for the Dallas Cowboys. It has nothing to do with Dak. It has nothing to do with the the missing piece of Zeke Elliott not being there for the first time in you know in seven years. Uh, we're not, you know, it ain't got nothing to do with the receivers. The receivers, I believe the receiver group is solid. Uh, it has nothing to do with the defense. I have nothing to do with even Dan Quinn being rumored as the next head coach could possibly could happen. But at the same time, here's the, here's the, here's the, uh, as I like to call it, the, uh, the good scenario, best scenario versus worst scenario. Best scenario is we make the Super Bowl, not necessarily win it, but we make the Super Bowl, and we could lose, make the Super Bowl, but you know, and so talent we could lose it and all that. But the thing is, we in that thing for the first time in twenty eight years. Bad scenario would be the fact that we go instead of going twelve and five, we go five and twelve. Mike McCarthy gets fired. Dan Quinn gets served as the uh, head coach. And my quarterback somehow gets traded or let go in some aspect, which I doubt Jerry pays that much money because with that, I doubt that, y'all. I really doubt that. I really doubt he just released uh, Dak with all that money. He got to pay him? I doubt that. Now, trade him? Possible. But... But necessarily, Dak is not as much as I'm gonna go ahead and say this too. Um, as much as people on in the media, radio and TV, I have been seeing hearing this for for the last couple of weeks. Uh, they've been talking about the Cowboys a little bit more, but in totality, we've not really been in the news necessarily, which is a good thing. 
Very good thing, y'all. Very good thing. I, I, I love the fact that we're not in the news for no bull. But to sit there and and pretend that, you know, oh, yeah, this will make it break a year for uh, Dak Prescott. No, it's not. That, that will be next year. I don't think this year will be the make it break a year. I think next year will be the make it break a year. I think Mike McCarthy, because he's the one that had, is on his last year of his contract, this is his break it break a year. Dak will have a fallback because if Mike McCarthy fucks up, it will be on Mike McCarthy, not much as Dak. But here's the thing with, I believe it will be put on Dak if it, if this happened. Dak repeats the the bullshit he pulled last year with the interceptions. With the turnovers, if he pulls that shit again, then let's have the conversation. But until that actually happens, this is, is going this particular seat 23-24 season is all on Mike McCarthy. Is Mike McCarthy the guy? I believe Mike McCarthy earned his he earned a slip up if possible, but because he only had a four-year deal and 2020, 21, 22, and this is the fourth year of that deal right now in 23, I believe that I believe that uh, Mike McCarthy needs to I believe Mike McCarthy needs to get it together with time management, I need him to be better when big time game decisions. And when I say big time game decisions, big games like the Jets in week two, big games against the 49ers early in the season. Uh, later in the season, we got not, we got Miami and Buffalo back to back. Like we got. We got Philly spread out a little bit, but we got to play Philly. Win the big games, Mike McCarthy. Win the big games. So that is my Cowboys outlook at the very moment. Going into the 2023 season. Now, excuse me, let me take a drink real quick. But uh, now since I got that out the way, <laughs> necessarily and and necessarily I'm not done with my Cowboys it's going to be more news going into August I'm go, either going into August or necessary when we get into August um um August is preseason and that's where more stories start coming out more things about this what what is going on in camp and all this other stuff so stay tuned uh, for the NFL necessarily, um, more news gonna be coming out with that and stuff like that. Now I will do another episode where I'm talking about I will talk about the signing of DeAndre Hopkins, um, the pros and cons of him going to Tennessee. I will talk about that in another episode. Um, I will also talk about I'm gonna wait until after today is over with and stuff like that. I'm going to event uh, with. I'm gonna actually combine that episode, or well, not, uh, that subject with a, with another subject. I'm going to combine those with uh, the running back situations. Um, some of those are not. Uh, that I think they reportedly said that um, 
Pollard and Dallas are not going to agree to a deal, which is okay by me because I think Pollard understand that this is a this is not necessarily a surefire. Oh, I need to um, a chess move necessary to strong arm Jerry Jones to pay me right now. I think Pollard understands that he got to show that he's the guy before Jerry pays an, another big contract to running back to another running back like he did with Zeke. And I don't think it's going to be as big as Zeke, but I think it's going to be close to, I think it's going to be close as possible to six, $16, $16 million if possible. If, if, Pollard be the guy that we all think he's going to be, which is, um, say, 1,200-yard rusher, 800-yard receiving, or 700 yards receiving, you know, 10 touchdowns, five touchdowns receiving. You know what I'm saying? Like, that tour, that or the, just the production of Pollard. Like, he's, go, he's going to be, it's going to proceed that he's the cow, cowbell you know, the bell cow, but he's not the bell cow. So, like I said, Dallas going to want to do running back by committee to preserve, one for one, preserve uh, Pollard later in the season when we try to go for a playoff run. So, with that being said, there's going to be other episodes with the NFL I'm going to do. I'm going to do my top five. Matter of fact, now ain't going to be a top five. I'm going to pick out a dark horse in each division to win their respective divisions. Where uh, check out, get, be ready for that particular. Uh, particularly uh, when I do that episode, I'm gonna combine with some other subjects with that one too. Uh, so NFL pod, NFL episodes are coming soon. Uh, but look, but the next very next episode I'm about to get ready to do is gonna be for college football. We have. SEC Media Days. Uh, I understand the Big Twelve did theirs last week. There's a lot of, it's a lot of talking coming from the Big Twelve uh, uh, Media Days, especially coming from the commissioner, which is still pissed off about Texas and Oklahoma coming to the SEC. That ain't got nothing to do with us. I'm sorry to tell you, you should have keep. Hey, learn to keep your big dogs where at home and keep them happy, or you wouldn't have to deal with the situation you're dealing with now. Uh, calling out the SEC ain't, ain't the best bet for you. And necessarily, let me tell you this. If you think calling us out is going to make your conference better, let me tell you this, Commissioner of the Big 12. Let me tell you this. Your conference need to win a, a, a national championship. Your conference haven't won a national championship since Texas. And matter of fact, let me put it in this perspective. No, outside of TCU, which is y'all last representative in a national championship, take this in consideration. The last team that was a consideration for a national championship to be in a national championship, not that was in a national championship game, out of the Big 12, it wasn't even Oklahoma. And they they've been to how many how many playoff appearances they done had? Yeah. 
they couldn't get in, but TCU broke through. Texas was the last one in 2010 to be in the being in the national championship, and then the last time before that was Oklahoma, but they lost again. <laughs> hey, again, and then the time before that was Texas when they won it. So the, let's put it in perspective. Honestly, Big Twelve, you ain't that irrelevant. <laughs> let's be real. TCU was a great story. I'm not going to shit on them. But let's be real. Your two top dogs is the only reason why y'all were relevant. If you take that away since, and I'm being so serious when I say this, since 2000, since the turn of this century, in the last 23 years, Texas has been in two national championships. Oklahoma has been into one, two, three, three national championships and has also been in the, in the college football playoffs four different times since it's begun in 2004. 2014, excuse me. 2014 was the first year of the college football playoffs in the big boy league. And Oklahoma been there four different times. Have been put out by SEC teams each time. And matter of fact, the two teams, the two big dogs in the SEC in Georgia and Alabama has put them out. So do me a favor when I say this. Shut the fuck up and have several seats at the end of the table. Because at this at this moment, you are even behind. You are with you losing Texas and Oklahoma, your ass is behind the Pac-12. And the Pac-12 is losing at C and UCLA. Congratulations. Both of y'all in the same boat. I advise y'all to combine together and try to uh how can I say this? Actually compete against the SEC. Hell, try to even, don't even try to compete with the SEC. Try to compete with this ACC first. Then try to go to the Big Ten. And then after you get done with them two leagues, then come talk to us. Until then, shut the fuck up. Y'all be good.